the views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host, guest, random reptoid, or chupacabra may not necessarily reflect those of AM950 Radio, its affiliates, or its sponsors. Now, it's time to step into the unknown. There are things people experience but never talk about. A shadow moving in the corner, flickering of the lights, a disembodied voice. We invite you to talk with us, share your story, share your experience, because this isn't just your story, this is our story. This is Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken. And this is Ghost Box Radio on AM 950, where every night we talk about the paranormal, ufology, Bigfoot, and so much more. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. And uh, boy, uh, we are, we're, we're kind of rebounding from a darker episode last night. And it was uh, uh, pretty, pretty crazy. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, Adam is with us tonight. Adam, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well and actually kind of glad we don't have Lynn on tonight because, yeah, that was spooky just listening to it. Did you listen to it? Yeah, I got to hear it a little bit of it today while I was at work, and oh, I'm I'm actually kind of glad I wasn't in last night because it totally would have been a sleep with the lights on type of night. Well, and yeah, I, I totally I totally get it. And you know, the funny the the thing is about that is that uh, it's it's such a uh, it's such a serious experience for her, uh, and that she was getting activity happening at the house while she was talking about it things are feeling off at the station. And I thought to myself uh, last night, how many times have we had some kind of paranormal activity, whether it's the stuff that you're experiencing or the stuff that just happens during the interviews that we are just, uh, we're just experiencing ourselves, you know, while someone is trying to talk, like I'm thinking about like, I remember we had Amanda on uh, for the, 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 the jail, the Scott County jail. Oh yeah. And that's right, uh, yeah. we were, we were hearing talking mm -hmm. or, or when uh, Robert, the doll, we were talking about Robert, the doll with uh, the, the person who wrote about it and, and my shirt moved. Okay. Uh, I actually just sent the link of that YouTube video to my daughter. Because I happened to get talking about that episode a couple uh, right before she went up to St. Cloud before her semester break, and I'm like, "You've got to check this out. This is one of our creepier ones." <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, it's you know, and I'm as much as it's not great sometimes when we're doing it and how it feels and stuff and the respect that we have for that energy. It's also really cool to know that this is truly a paranormal show where we're actually getting paranormal activity happening while we are uh doing just interviewing and i still think it's pretty incredible what was it last week last friday uh when uh your that that magazine or the calendar fell behind you yeah the 2021 calendar that's been sitting back here since 2021 <laughs> it, it fell off of the table and for it to fall off the table means it would have had to slide from almost the middle of the table yeah. onto the floor it's just it's just a testament for that studio. That stuff is just like even the stuff itself. It's like, please, we are we need to be thrown away. We've been here for years <laughs> and we are out of date. Throw us away now. You know, I think that's what uh, it, finally, really it was finally having enough. It's like, you know what? I don't want to make it to 2026 when all my days will be <laughs> correct again. We're set. <laughs> I'm back in fashion. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my wardrobe. You know, 
<laughs> talking about talking about uh, paranormal activity, one thing that I do want to start uh, putting a seed in people's mind is that on February 21st, we are doing another live investigation of the Grand Garage, and we are going to invite listeners to come on down to the Tilted Tiki, where we'll be doing live shows. Uh, we're going to be doing investigations of the whole area, but uh, not everyone's going to be able to take part in those. But you come into the restaurant, you buy some food, drinks, we'll have it up on a big screen so people can uh, see where the other investigators are throughout the building. And uh, it's, it's going to be a fantastic time. It's also going to be broadcast on AM 950. I, I, I don't know exactly if we're moving to eight or nine that night. We're preempting. Patty is out. You know, uh, Rick <laughs> is out. It's, it's Ghost Box Radio for three hours on uh, February 21st. Uh, the only person we cannot ever move is Stephanie Miller. So uh, that's just... That's just how it is, Adam. That's that's what's going on. If we're doing a paranormal investigation at like seven a.m., though, we have a problem. And, you know, there's there's never there's never a wrong time, though, as you know, to do a paranormal investigation. True, it can happen anywhere, and it doesn't have to always be at night. No, no. Though I do like the night stuff. I mean, I, I buy into you know I I'm I'm the anti paranormal investigator in a lot of ways because I don't like a lot of those tropes that go along with it. But at the same time. That is one I love. I love investigating at night and I love, but I also enjoy during the day when you get something, and you're just like, whoa, where did that come from? You know? Yeah. It, it's more shocking, but in a very not horrifying way, but Hey, this does happen during the day. I'm going to set that camera up all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we got that. Also, one other bit of house cleaning before we get started tonight. Uh, I just want to let everybody know that uh, starting next week, AM 950 is doing Listener Appreciation Month. And all month long, uh, we're giving away stuff. We are giving away stuff during all shows. Uh, check out social media. If you haven't done so, please go to the AM 950 Radio Facebook page. Please l you know, starting, you know, you can like it now because you don't have to like it to win. But we like to we're going to take a look at interactions and stuff. So people who are interacting have a chance to win some really cool prizes. We're going to be announcing what those prizes are starting next week. And every week it's a different theme. It's it's going to be fantastic. Uh, and uh, I don't think we've ever done anything like this before. So I'm really excited that uh, we're going to do this and, you know, just thank thank the listeners thank you all very much because i mean it's so cliched we can't do it without you but it is so <laughs> true and i'm looking at our comment section adam it's filling up you know people are engaged with our show people like what we do we like the engagement we like the comments that people give because they're always so well thought out so i mean this i, I can't ask for a better situation and also the calls when we get the calls in, that's pretty awesome too the calls are definitely my favorite. You get to hear the voices of those who listen. And like uh, Dan last week, that was yes. so great. And we're not just saying it because he's like, I love the show. It honestly means so much to guys like Greg, myself, uh, Robert Pilot of Native Roots, and all the yeah. other shows that, we, that we're reaching someone, we're re reaching people, getting the message across. And thank you all so very much. Very much so, very much so. Um, so just uh, keep listening and keep enjoying, and please keep interacting, and you can tonight as well. Tonight we're going to be talking about a, a place that's very close to my heart, and, and I'm going to explain why we're, we're going to talk about this. And I really wish that uh, my plans would have 
followed through the way that I wanted them to. But uh, this is uh, something that I just wanted to kind of, you know, have an episode about. And that is uh, what we call St. Anthony, Maine in Minneapolis. And uh, St. Anthony, Maine is actually the birthplace of Minneapolis. The main street is, you know, where the first building for what we call, you know, modern day Minneapolis is. And that was in, you know, the late 1800s. And uh, it's to say that that area is haunted on many levels would be ridiculous because um, it is just a, a there's there's the spirits from the past there is native spirits there there are elementals there uh, there's been so much you know that that place has been so many things you know back in the day uh, a lot of sawmills a lot of milling going on there a lot of uh, wood uh, moving down uh, the St. Anthony Falls that then had been completely uh, uh, kind of reformed uh, based on what was the needs for Minneapolis and whole island taken down uh, that was uh, native. Uh, there's just so much information there. And the reason why I wanted to go this route started last week. Uh, if you're ever a part of any like on Facebook and Adam, I don't know, are you a part of any of the Facebook pages like old Minneapolis or anything like that? Um, yeah, but it's more like old twins, but it's not actually any of the cities, just, you know, the, <laughs> the, the twins. And apparently my camera died and y'all get to see, I see me that. mid sneeze. I, I, <laughs> I see that someone didn't, someone didn't do their duty at the station to, uh, have it ready for you tonight. That's a bummer. Well, you're, you, I don't know if you know that you're, you're frozen, you're freeze framed for me, uh, right now. So, I mean, I still see, I still see Adam on the camera, just, he doesn't move. I just like the fact they caught me at sneeze when I was turning off my mic to it sneeze real sneeze. quick. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That is really good. Um, and so uh, the thing about uh, about that whole area is, so I was on the Facebook page, and uh, there was a picture. And remember, there was a lot of milling done uh, on both sides of the Mississippi River. So if you don't, if you're not familiar, if you're in Minnesota in the Twin Cities, you're not familiar with what I'm talking about with uh, St. Anthony, Maine. If you're in downtown Minneapolis and you take either Hennepin Avenue Bridge or the Third Street Bridge and you're heading north on those and there is this area right on the other side of um, of the river and, and there's a big sign, like a big neon sign on top of one of the buildings that said St. Anthony, Maine on it. You can't really miss it. But to get there, you have to kind of, uh, it, it, it slopes down a little bit for you to get there and there's uh, cobble roads and stuff and a lot of older buildings. Uh, for some of you might remember a place called River Place uh, that was uh, done around that, you know, down in the early 90s or something and, and didn't really catch on. And the thing about that, somebody posted a picture of uh, the General Mills Mill A. OK, and that's a little bit further down, uh, probably uh, just on the other side of the uh, Third Street Bridge. If you're going from Hennepin, you just go uh, underneath the Third Street Bridge. Um, and I, I think I have that about right. And there's a big old building and that was uh, general mills mill a, and, uh, this, this, it was a photo taken early 1900s or something like that. Somebody responded to that thread and he said, I worked in St. Anthony, Maine in the seventies, late seventies as a, as like a security person. And he would have to go into the mill, a building and, walk around to make sure things were okay 
And he basically said, the things I saw, let alone the fact that he had to go through because he needed to make sure no one was in there because uh, it was da very dangerous, big holes in the, in the floor, a lot, of, a lot of dangerous situations. But he said the things he saw that he could not explain and he just was like kind of giving some information and kind of vague about it at the same time. And I thought, boy, I really want to talk to this guy. So, of course, being, you know, the, the person I am, I start hounding him. I mean, go imagine that he didn't want to be a part of it. I, he never even responded. I think he, he's just kind of like, uh, what are you? Uh, but uh, it was very much a um, like I, I, I find that place so fascinating to have somebody in the 70s you know being working there in the 70s being able to tell us about it because saint anthony maine has a very i don't want to say dark past but it has a very uh you know uh i, I kind of you know just a kind of a wild past to it and the you know you have your milling you have your your uh sawmills you also have you know the trains all of this stuff that really none of it is there anymore. Like you walk around, you can kind of see the remember remembrance of it, like the Stone Arch Bridge, and uh, which was where the trains came out of downtown Minneapolis and came into downtown Minneapolis. You know, uh, no, I wouldn't say jaded. I just think it's kind of like, you know, almost, almost a bit, not wild, wild west, but, you know, just kind of its own loss sort of thing because you had a lot of people coming in there and leaving and a lot of stuff would happen and then you also have your uh your uh your native uh uh people there you also had i think there was a shanty town there for the longest time in some of those areas that place had so many faces over the years and what does that do that creates so many possibilities of paranormal activity that i just i mean you just cannot ignore uh, what it is like when you go down there and it just seems so empty down there these days, but you can still feel the energy. Um, it's, it is truly a, a remarkable situation. And what that, that guy did, he sparked my interest to talk about it. And I really wanted to have him uh, join me tonight because I just wanted that perspective on it. But I will tell you all something though. I myself, uh, that I have investigated there so many times uh, uh, just because that was kind of my stomping ground when I, in my formative years of paranormal investigating, I wanted to talk a little bit tonight about what I experienced, the type of evidence that I received and all sorts of things. Uh, Lynette says, before we had the break, Lynette says that uh, that big milling building just sat there vacant for years. I just wanted to be able to see if they still had, old machinery in there it would be fun to hear what was left in the building i do know that the machinery was still in there that's partially why they always had to keep track of it it's, i think we're talking about the same building it had the big a on on it now it's all lofts and art installations which is great i mean i'm happy to see that these areas constantly are getting revitalized but there is something about it and right next you know kitty corner basically to the mill if you're going up the hill where the mill that mill a is you have the soap factory which is another place i really want to talk about tonight because it's all connected and it all has some truly incredible um uh, stories and situations there so i want to talk about all that tonight why don't we do this 
Let's uh, go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about uh, St. Anthony, Maine, um, and uh, talk about if anyone has any uh, remembrances or anything about it, uh, go ahead, put it into the comments. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. And welcome back to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. My name is Greg Bakken. Thank you very much for joining me tonight. I have with me, I have Adam back at uh, home base and uh, kind of keeping everything from burning down over there. So thank you very much for that, Adam. Not a problem. I do have my daughter running around with a K2 meter, so I don't know if everything will stay not burnt to the ground, but we'll give it a shot. Not my problem. Uh, so uh, we are uh, talking about St. Anthony, Maine tonight. Uh, Julie Ann has a question. She says, uh, do you generally go in with knowledge and history of a location before doing an investigation? And I think it's a really good question. Let me ask you this, Adam, seeing that you are uh, you you've you've delved more into uh, doing. Uh, some investigations. You have uh, done one over at uh, both the Masonic Lodge and at the Grant House. Uh, what's your perspective on that? My perspective what? is I do want to know the history, but I don't want to know what other people have experienced. That way, when I get EVPs or anything like that, I can ask people who have been there prior, who have been there more than I have, if what I captured correlates with those who have been there more than I have so that I'm not, what's the best way to put this? Uh, not making it up. And I know that's the horrible way to say it of making it up, but making sure what I've gotten jives with what other people have gotten there before. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes, I mean, that makes sense because what you you're in, I, I'm assuming you, you're not meaning what people are purposely making it, but it, it's kind of like a sort of a, uh, you know, uh, it's you hear it and it, you, uh, without realizing it, you're kind of hearing it yourself or, you know, psychosomatic. And thank you. Some yeah, that respect. was kind of what I was looking for. I don't yeah. want to put, you know, somebody keeps saying they get get out in a certain room. I don't want to know that because if I catch an EVP and it says, hi, I'm Marilyn, I don't want to automatically think that it's saying get out. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah, that's what I mean so. by that. But I want to know when the place was built. I, I yeah. want to know how many deaths have occurred there. And possibly if I'm doing more than one night at the same location, take the names of the folks who have died there just to see if they're hanging around. Right, right. Uh, I'm going to answer the question in a second, but I do have to point out. Sarah, how are you? It's good to see you. You know, Sarah and I don't actually really know each other that well, but I know Tal, her husband. Uh, who is I consider such a wonderful person. So it's really uh, seeing you on here tonight has really made my evening. Thank you, Sarah. Please say hi to tell. Um, and uh, uh, Julianne says that's a good answer. I prefer going in cold and knowing nothing and then compare notes and get the history afterwards. So what I pick up is untainted. My take on it, first of all, if you're a psychic medium, I would I would suspect that a lot of psychic mediums don't want to go in knowing anything because they don't want, they don't want like Sarah, or sorry, Julianne just said, they don't want to have that preconceived notion. You said the same thing. And I, I would agree too. I think what I would like to know, since I use spirit box and stuff, I think what I'd like to know are factual things as well. I think to your point uh, also, Adam, that you have people who are, you know, they're sharing their experiences, which is, is great. But at the same time, then it's, 
I remember, I remember uh, at the Palmer House, uh, Nicole and I, we picked up uh, this this uh, young uh, person named uh, Weasel. Um, that's the name that we came up with, and we told some people about Weasel, and we went into another room where there is a bigger because now there is an event, and we told people Weasel. We go into this room where there's a a, a round kind of a a a, a circle of chairs with people sitting in them and they are giving us this uh like um like you can hear like weasel can you come through weasel can you come through you know all this stuff and they came up with weasel is this 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 boy who went on and served in world war ii and stuff and the weasel we got was a was a female was this, this little girl i'm not saying one is more right than the other but you know how many weasels are we getting in a paranormal investigation? Yeah, maybe only, we're getting maybe, maybe we're getting multiple weasel. Maybe it's WeaselCon at Par, uh, at the Palmer that weekend. I don't know. Or Weasel's but a surname. It, or Weasel could be a surname. It didn't appear that way, but you can't you can't rule that out either. Yeah, but that's really the only way I can think of them. You know, you have Weasel as one; they have Weasel as another. If it's legitimately a weasel, is it? the surname or is there somebody just looking for some attention? Because I well, think that happens in the paranormal world. I think spirits are like, I'll tell them whatever they want. There's just somebody here to talk to me. Well, and the thing is, it's obvious that uh, you're, you know, one of the things, and this is where your intuition comes into play quite a bit is when you are feeling like something isn't right. And I don't, I don't subscribe to the theory that anytime you get a child, you have to be careful um, through through any sort of uh, paranormal means because people will always warn that it's somebody who is uh, masquerading as a child. You know, that's how the whole Annabelle thing started. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, but at the same time, you know, I did run into that on uh, a couple occasions, but that's where, you, you know, it's not like not going in and being like, oh, well, that's a child, therefore it's, it's a demon. It's more like, boy, something really doesn't feel right. And I was at... Um, <clears throat> I was at a, uh, a Masonic Lodge in Newport, Kentucky, and uh, doing an investigation. And we were getting this little girl coming through, and I'm just like, oh, this doesn't feel right. And I just said, you're not a little girl, are you? And it, it responded positively to that. It's like, yep, nope, you're right. And it's weird because like once you, you call out spirit, they generally fess up. You know, they don't, they, it's generally like, yep, you got me, I'm. I'm in fact this, you know, so is that a, I wonder if that's like a rule of thumb in the afterlife. If you get called out, you got to fess up to it. Could be. I mean, it, it does seem like that they do it quite a bit. Now, this was also the place because I was uh, shooting my web series there. This is back in 2015, something like that, 2016, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, we <laughs> we're interviewing. I have this on camera. I I, I'm, I'm, I recorded it. Uh, the guy who was running this and it was really worn down uh masonic lodge i mean there's nothing in there that gives you any idea that anything was ever in there because it's just so barren in there and uh walking around with him and he's showing us different things and i have the camera on him and nicole is just kind of trying to interview and stuff and he's just like all of a sudden he's just like points to the ground it's like that's where i killed a man <laughs> and uh <laughs> just like i'm sorry he goes yeah i killed a guy there i served time i served my time and it's like okay all right, this is great. You know, and it's like, here's the thing. It's not a great neighborhood. 
uh guy didn't look like he was gonna harm a fly now uh but uh it was still just like i was not expecting that at all so out of newport kentucky i i actually would expect that out of newport kentucky well especially well especially the area that we were in and then just uh uh just literally about five miles away from there is bobby Mackey's music world yeah so we went there and we investigated there as well so i heard that shutting um, down yeah something i i can't tell if it's being remodeled or uh but i mean whatever it's happening it's going to drastically change that building whether it's being torn down and rebuilt or just massively updated i i don't i don't know what's what's going on over there yeah. so and i know that they claim that a lot of the paranormal activity there is because the river that runs by there actually flows south to north instead of north to south yeah and that that place is also another one and uh i need to get on shannon bradley byers she's an author and she writes books that uh specifically will um uh debunk a lot of these mythical places mm -hmm. and bobby mackey's is one of them with uh the um the portal to hell or whatever that thing is in the basement that people say is so nasty and and the history that has been kind of floated around on shows like ghost adventures which is absolutely not true and you know she just did the due diligence of actually finding out what the truth is and writing about it so i need we need to get her on i'll get her on here maybe in a, in a, this month or next month so uh the, this month of course being february even though we're still technically in january but that's just how it goes um <laughs> our listeners on the east coast are closer to february than we are <laughs> that's right uh that's right uh oh we even got kyle joining us tonight my Hi, goodness kyle. my goodness gracious and it just, that deserves one of these anyway so <laughs> what we are talking about tonight is saint anthony maine and uh one of the things uh because sarah put in a comment about the soap factory i do have to, i kind of want to start there a little bit uh soap factory uh we also did an episode of our web series on the soap factory that's actually when that's finished and available to see online uh that is and and she said it's it is now it's no longer uh it's no longer a place it used to be an art installation basically and it was um that's where uh the, the lot of the local art community would be able to have some installations and stuff there and then for the longest time they would have the haunted basement uh, which I don't even think is even happening anymore. But uh, during the Halloween months from uh, September through Halloween, you can go in the basement and uh, have the, you know what, scared out of you. And when we shot the episode, we shot it, went there twice over a year, each time in August. And, uh, but my gosh, it was, um, it that place is ridiculous. That place is off the hook. Uh, and, you know, you don't need to have stuff set up to be a haunted basement for that to scare the, you know, what out of you. Uh, that place is that place was pretty legit. And uh, before we started there, it was um, is really interesting because uh, the person who's letting letting us in, her name's Maggie. And uh, she was working there and she's just like, well, last night we had a group in and they got scratched like one of the guys got scratched there and i just I, I don't know i i feel like this is just me if you're legitimately getting scratched probably 99% of the time you deserve it you know and she said that he was uh he was uh 
uh, provoking and stuff. And it's just like, there's something about people who do these, and I don't call them paranormal investigators, but there's something about these people who do this that think that as a badge of honor, I need to be marked by a spirit. And that is just something that was really ridiculous. Uh, so it was, uh, it, and so, I mean, when we did our, you know, that's why like our web series never was like anything that was like scary because we'd go in and be like, Hey, we just want to let you all know here. All your spirits know we're your friends and they would be like, great. And we would talk with them. Not trying to, not trying to spin some dark story about them that makes no sense or just uh, self-serving. We just really wanted to present the truth. See, and that's so where the back, web series failed because every place needs their version of a black dahlia. Yeah, I mean, well, that's just yeah, that's that's very much a uh, a thing now for sure. Bridget says, "I never knew the soapbox factory. The soap factory was haunted. I only knew it as a Halloween destination. Absolutely, that place is crazy. You know, we would and we have this on on uh, footage that uh, we there is a there is first of all there is when you get to the main floor there's a basement, a main floor." another floor above it, and then yet another floor above it. And there is one way to get upstairs, and at least at the time, probably they've renovated it quite a bit, I'm sure. And you'd go up the, the one stairwell to get to the other locations. There was a elevator, but I don't think that had worked in decades. So going up there and working around and stuff, and then we're walking on the main floor after investigating for a long time, and... Uh, suddenly uh nicole's like the only door to go upstairs she goes has that door always been open and i'm like i, I don't know and uh it, she's just like i shut that and so later i went through the footage and just was like that door was shut and now it's open and so that was uh you know, I mean, it's just like, you know, nowadays talking about a door being open by itself, most people are going to be like, oh, big deal, you know, <laughs> because now everyone just wants really creepy, scary stuff. But I remember we were shooting at the soap factory and uh, my friend Bill, who is this fantastic uh, uh, editor as well as, uh, uh, you know, cinematographer, he's shooting this for us because I'm doing interviews and stuff. And at the end of it, walking around and stuff, and I don't, I don't think I have that soundbite actually uh, loaded. If I did, I would play it. Someday we're going to just do a night where I'm just playing all like my spirit box recordings and stuff. But uh, what, uh, well, you know, I think I, I can do it this way, actually. We're walking around, and we decided to do this sort of impromptu spirit box session. And... Uh, <laughs> doing all this and and I we're in the basement and uh something dark walks in between us like on the ground like it just maybe uh goes up to the, like our knee or something like that and no none of us are thinking uh that uh this is like this is like demonic or anything and my first thought was is this somebody's dog okay and so I have the spirit box uh, going and I ask, is somebody's dog here? And this is the response that we get. Here. I'm going to play it one more time. Is somebody's dog here? So what 
what we're getting out of that was always that's my dog. That's what it does sound like. And I closed. I didn't look at the screen until the mm-hmm. second time when, when you more. got the words. Yeah. I'm going to play one more time. Is somebody's dog here? Yeah. And as, as when you're doing spirit box, which is once again, folks, that radio that, uh, that scans through the frequencies. And what we say is that we get, um, you know, spirits talk to us. They pick up the energy of the stations around and whatnot. And uh, what, what happens is that um, you, when it's going so fast, it's impossible that it's the same voice that's going through all those frequencies to create a sentence. Like it's impossible for it to be through traditional radio unless the station had all those frequencies and they don't to, you know, it, it doesn't work that way. So it is truly a wonderful experience. We started getting a lot of responses and I look over to Bill and Bill is just staring at us with these great big eyes. He's never been to one of these ever. And I just kind of forgot about that. You know, being the responsible human being I am, I just like, oh, yeah, well, everyone's every, no one is going to be worried about this. This is not weird to any of us, except for the guy who's never done it before. And he is just staring at me like, what is happening here? They're talking to us through that box. Like, I remember, you know, all this is recorded. I remember, like, how are you today? And the response to the box, I am fine. You know, and it's just like, God, this is so cool. And then poor Bill is just like, I got to leave. <laughs> I got to get out of here. I don't know what's happening. But isn't that uh, the best way to do it? Have someone in there who is a skeptic. I'm assuming Bill was a skeptic or really knew nothing about the paranormal. And then there it is right in front of him. You know, I don't know if he was per se a skeptic, but he certainly wasn't expecting it. That wasn't the purpose of coming out there. And uh, I think that there is, you know, I, and I agree with what you're saying totally, that I think that even just if you're even not a skeptic, but you're just, you're not ready for it and you're presented with it, it's like, what do you do? Because, you know, I think a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I know, I totally believe that something like that's possible. But then when they have the opportunity of, seeing it and hearing it face to face the being able to deal with it versus thinking that just knowing that it's out there i think those are two very different things Mm -hmm. and that's what he had to deal with and uh you know who knows if he you know did a number two or something i don't know i mean he just was really just like god what is going on here it's just that raw reaction of a skeptic or a non-believer when something actually happens where they're like uh 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 to me, that that's one of the purest things out there. It's like, welcome, welcome to the world of you know the paranormal. Have a have a coke, have some coffee. Let's stay up all night and do some stuff. Absolutely. Let's go ahead take our next break. When we come back, let's talk about uh, St. Anthony, Maine. More on the Main Street, and uh, just kind of uh, figure out uh, what's going on for the rest of the night. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM nine fifty. And join us this month on Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken. Over the next few weeks, I'm really excited 
about some of the programs, some of the topics we're going to be talking about uh, uh, next week in particular. We're going to have uh, Brianna Lee coming back on, Reverend Brianna Lee, that is, coming back on from Megas Books. Uh, you know, we, we work very closely with her to come up with what we're going to be talking about on the show because she uses that time to help us, help all of us uh, with uh, learning new things. And last time we talked a lot about demonic possession. So, uh, you know, I, I think we're talking about something a little bit lighter this time. So definitely check it out. We're going to be having uh, Steve Shinken on. Uh, he wrote a book about stealing Lincoln's corpse in 1870s. Uh, we're going to be talking about how bizarre that was. Uh, that uh, the the extraordinary links that uh, Illinois had went to to make sure that his corpse his his uh, corpse will never be stolen again. We're gonna have on Heidi Hollis uh, in a couple weeks talking about shadow people, and then of course we're gonna have Lynn Monet return uh, talking about uh, her other books. And we wanted to give one uh, one episode to one book uh, as much as we can because uh, these are. You know, yeah, they're scary, but you can also learn from them. And uh, especially if you're listening to this show, um, it's worth uh, it's worth kind of making sure you know what to do in case you find yourself in these situations. Kind of what we're talking about the last segment uh, with Bill. You know, Bill had no idea what to expect, but it also goes to show even as many of us are seasoned paranormal investigators or we've had experiences before, sometimes there are things that we cannot uh even prepare ourselves for that hits us in in the face. So uh, definitely uh, want to uh, make sure that you all check in for that as well. Uh, we're talking about St. Anthony, Maine in uh, Minneapolis. It's the birthplace of Minneapolis. And I wanted to talk a little bit, even though they don't talk to me anymore, a place called Real Ghost Tours. Uh, they stopped talking to me a while ago. It's, it's weird. I don't understand it. But uh, come back, talk. We love you. Uh, Real Ghost Tours is what it said. And back in the day, when I started doing that, back in, oh, shoot, uh, 2009, 10, something like that, um, they didn't have a lot of the space in those buildings rented out. So Real Ghost Tours is literally taking people, uh, giving a little bit of history about uh, uh, St. Anthony, Maine, and then with with um, guides, they go through the building and doing paranormal investigations. And this, this is great. Uh, I knew a couple people who worked there at the time. And so I didn't get charged going in there. And I would do that re literally week after week after week. And what I did is I was practicing my skills using spirit box. It worked out well because uh, the stuff that I got on the spirit box was amazing. Some of my best stuff I've ever, ever got. And uh, so all the other people who came on the tour, they were loving the stuff that all of us were doing. And then they would bring their equipment and they would get stuff. And, you know, so it's one of those things. It's a very collective moment. And it was uh, just uh, fantastic. And one of my favorites, um, if you go in, because the tour would originally go, you'd, you'd leave on the main floor, which, which the building that they're in is literally the first building in Minneapolis built. And you'd go in, you go down the hall, and you take an elevator, and you go downstairs to the sub-basement, and there's like cages where storage was, but there's a hallway, and that was pretty haunted, so you'd do, a, um, you'd do like some investigating in that area. So I went out there with uh, Nicole, and uh, we were out there, and uh, another woman by the name of uh, Jenny, 
and we were out there and we're doing investigations and I had my spirit box and I'm like, is there anything that you want from us? And uh, we, we, we heard uh, Bible and Apple. And so uh, the next week I came back with a Bible and we left it there and we, we did some talking and stuff and uh, didn't get a whole lot, but then we, we went back upstairs and went over and there was an area on the second floor of another building right next to it, also old, but it was going to be converted into something, but it hadn't been yet. And we go up there with this group and, you know, sometimes sounds weird. Sometimes you investigate bathrooms. That's what you do. You know, wherever you feel like there's energy, you investigate. Just make sure there's no one in there first, you know, just, just do your due diligence. But we went in there and I had spirit box going and I never found this recording. I know I have it, but I, I want to I want to um, I want to find it. And so I asked the question, are you happy that I brought a Bible? And the answer was yes. And then uh, the response continued, the Lord is our God. And uh, that always will stay with me because, you know, what we do as investigators is that we're looking for intelligent answers. And I know that there's going to be a lot of mediums out there listening and be like, well, I, I get them. You know, they, they, they are downloaded to me. They're, they're given to me. And I understand that. And that is pretty awesome. Uh, and, you know, when we're using equipment, though, it's nice to get those very, um, you know, intelligent responses. And that's what we got. And it was very, uh, very amazing. And that's just like one situation where, you know, we we just got saw shadow people. We saw we we're down and in the basement, there was like construction going on and they let us in there like the whole group. And so there's unfinished rooms and stuff, and we would just be able to be in there and investigate. And people were getting amazing things, and people were being touched, not scratched. They were being touched. We heard, you know, um, disembodied voices, meaning that you're not using any kind of equipment to hear a voice, that you can hear it with your own ears. And, uh, you know, there's something about, especially those early days of paranormal investigating. And I see, for example, I see uh, John Marson is on. And I would ask, you know, John, personally, like, isn't there something really fun and cool about those early days of investigating that, not to be a downer, is kind of lost in a little bit. At least for me, it's lost a little bit of its, um, of its charm because it was, it was, it was still a lot of learning. And I know as a paranormal investigator, you never stop learning, but there was something like really new about the whole thing and just a little bit of a backstory for me around that time when I really got into it and I wasn't sure if I wanted to be an investigator. I just was really interested in all of it. And uh, I went to old St. Walburga Cemetery in Rogers, Minnesota, and I did uh, a spirit box session there. And I didn't think I got much. And I've talked about this story before. And then we got I got some stuff. And I was like, you know, I'm really liking this, but I don't know if I want to turn this into something more than just like going there once and seeing. I started dreaming nightly for months, and I am not exaggerating. Every single night being a paranormal investigator, every single night, every single night wasn't scary. It was just me being out there, and I didn't know anybody in the field. It was just me doing my thing, 
being a paranormal investigator, going to these places, doing my thing. I don't even know if spirits were even in the dreams. It was just this is what I was doing. I was being a paranormal investigator, and uh, that was that was what it's all about. And you know, St. Anthony, Maine, um, you know, played such a big part in uh, allowing me to kind of hone my skill, and I do have a skill, and to be able to hone it and uh, and create uh, my own philosophy of how I think paranormal investigation should be. That this is something that I have truly. Um, I, I, I'm forever grateful for that area. And whenever I go through there, I just kind of like, I miss those days of meeting new people and like coming up with ways to like how we were able to get into the soap factory. And we got in there, I investigated there three times, you know, it's just, those are things that I love and I, and I, and I miss, and, you know, I don't know, you know, Adam, for you, there's going to be a time, I think, cause I'm sure you're going to be doing more of these, you know, that you might kind of, Feel the same way that there was a point that it was it's still fun but at the very beginning it was very new i don't know if i'll ever have that same energetic schoolboy giddiness as that very first evp yeah or that you got at the grand house yeah or even that moment where it's like did we hear something it's like and you had just walked in the room it's like greg turn around walk out and walk back in just to make sure that's not you there's just something about that first experience and the legitimacy of what that EVP brought to what I do for my part-time job here. And it's more than running the board for you. It's getting educated nightly on everything in the world of paranormal things that I believed existed. And I thought everybody else should believe existed exists like aliens to me were always a foregone conclusion. Same with ghosts, same with cryptids. But being able to explore even deeper is just re-energized to where I want to go squatching and I hate camping. I want to go visit so but visit so many haunted places, but I've gotten to the point now, thanks to you, I don't want to go to all the famous places. I want to go that off the beaten path place that nobody yeah. knows about. That's I still no. want to go to Eastern State, but as yeah. for the rest of them, it's just kind of become I, I want to find that little hole in the wall. I, I mean, I personally feel, and I think that even like St. Anthony, Maine has this, you know, potential issue that, that you go to a place that's popular and that you're going to wear down spirits. And I know people will be like, how do you wear down a spirit? You do. It's, it's a fact. It's a fact I've done. I've done like, uh, and I won't say where, because I don't want to give the impression that these places don't have spirits. I'm trying to be nice here, but you know, if you go somewhere and be, the night before there's a big, event and then you go the next night and you hear everyone who was there the night before going oh my gosh this was incredible and then the next night you're not getting anything at all you know to me that's that's fatigue on the spirit side and that is that is truly a thing and so i just feel like uh that uh you know to to your point going to the places everyone else goes to you know, if it works for them, that's great. For me, I just feel like, you know, maybe I'll go there once, but I don't want to go there like, you know, over and over and over and over again. I just want to go and keep finding new places uh, to to investigate. That's all. And I do have a question about St. Anthony's here. Yes. Do you think it's so active because it's right there next to the river? That's exactly it. I mean, that's ex- I mean, not only river, the falls. Well, yeah. 
I mean, yeah. I, I was kind of wondering that throughout this entire episode. It's like, I wonder if it's so charged because of water, the rushing water constantly. Well, and and you know what we haven't talked about, or and we're not going to be able to because we're running out of time. But the tunnels underneath, yeah. you know, there are big, massive tunnels underneath St. Anthony, Maine. And that if that's like off. limestone and granite, you know, that's keeping energy. Yes. Absolutely. I was asked years ago, a friend of mine is an urban explorer. And he's like, we go in there. Uh, we want, we go in there. Do you want to, do you want to come with me? I'm like, with this body, are you kidding me? But anyway, uh, I, 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 uh, I, I, I kind of uh, went away from the topic here, but uh, it's, you know, you have that and the place I have seen firsthand when you go down uh, there's, there's this kind of long wooden stairwell that goes down from the main level down by the river. There are a lot of elementals down there, a lot of elementals down there. You leave them alone. Mm -hmm. You go down there, you leave them alone. You don't want to mess with an elemental, first of all. No. But um, there is a lot of that down there. And uh, it's, it's, I mean, that's why everything, every single thing about St. Anthony, Maine is magical and wonderful um in mysterious even now you walk around there i anyone who can i suggest try walking around there don't even go into buildings walk around there and let me know the energy you're feeling i don't know if uh, uh sarah is still on i'm sure sarah has felt it uh she uh, they live right by there uh so you know if this is this is truly to me the the you know, like the the kingdom of paranormal in minnesota i think is saint anthony maine I've got to get out there at some point just to even walk past there. the buildings. Just just to do so. Absolutely. We got to go here. We're running out of time rapidly. Uh, the rest of the week, uh, we're doing other things. We'll be back Monday, and uh, we're going to have Brianna on, and it's going to be fantastic. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. Thank you, Adam. We'll see you next week, but we're running uh, replays uh, tomorrow and Friday. Everyone have a great night.